Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland, and we are broadcasting from the AM950 radio station that overlooks beautiful Bryant Lake Regional Park, located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. It is another beautiful day here in the Twin Cities, and I am so grateful to be here with you today, and I hope all of you listening are doing well. We are on the air every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics to help you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. I want to thank all of you that leave us messages on our radio show phone line. We appreciate hearing from you, and we welcome your comments, questions, and topics for future shows. Also, if you are interested in being a guest on our radio show, please call or text us at 612-999-3426. You can also contact us on our website at livinghealthyradio.com. That's livinghealthyradio.com. There you can find information about upcoming guests as well as listen to our previous shows. We look forward to hearing from you. We are adding new listeners to the show each week, not only here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, but also throughout the country. You can find podcasts for all of our radio shows on the AM950 radio website. And we can also be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other podcast and streaming services. You can also watch our broadcast live on the radio station's Facebook page at AM950 Radio. We have another great show for you today. Joining me in a few minutes is Eric Williams, Metro Regional Outreach Manager, to discuss how the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota provides education, connection, and support to people who are living with epilepsy. EFMN leads the fight to overcome the challenges of living with epilepsy and to accelerate therapies to stop seizures, find cures, and save lives. Through one-on-one customized support, connect groups, social events, summer camps, trainings, and legislative advocacy efforts, the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota works to ensure that no one with epilepsy journeys alone. You will enjoy listening to my conversation today with Eric Williams. He is passionate about this area of healthcare. If you have a question for Eric today, there are two ways to reach us. First, by calling the AM950 radio station, and our friendly show engineer, Dan, will get your call in the air. That number is 952-946-6205. Once again, 952 952- 946-6205, or you can text us your questions at 612-999-3426. Now, don't worry. If you missed our contact numbers, I will repeat them throughout the show. And also, please do not wait till the show has ended to call or text us with your questions. We often receive many of the same questions after the show has ended, so if you have a question, many others do as well. So please contact us during the show if you have a question. We are looking forward to answering your questions and to talk with you. All right. I want to welcome my guest for today's show, Eric Williams. He is the Metro Regional Outreach Manager with the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota, also known as EFMN. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hi, thanks, Ken, for having me here. All right, this is great. I've been looking forward to our show for quite a while now in trying to get us uh, on the same uh, day here. Um, but before we begin our conversation, which I'm fascinated about, uh, Eric, please just tell us a bit about yourself and then what inspired you to pursue your current life's work with the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota? Absolutely. 
So uh, I'm local. I grew up in Hopkins here, and I started with the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota uh, four and a half years ago, and before that spent some time with the YMCA in youth development. But I'm just really passionate about um, making an impact on people on an individual level, on a family level. Uh, it's just really rewarding work, and um, it just helps fill up uh, fill up my bucket every week and every day when I get to make that impact with, with helping people who are living with epilepsy. And not only people that live with it themselves personally, but the family. I mean, it, it affects, again, everybody. Um, I know when I was going to school in college, I, one of our classmates had epilepsy and had seizures. And, you know, it was great to understand more about what that was because if you don't know about it, you're maybe a little bit afraid of it. And absolutely. There's uh, a lot of misinformation, um, mm -hmm. and that can lead to, to fear. It can lead to discrimination mm -hmm. um, about how epilepsy and seizures may impact somebody's life. So one of our missions at the Epilepsy Foundation is to spread awareness, spread education to make the the community safer for those who have epilepsy and to make them be able to live their best life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I just, uh, I know when I met you, you were, uh, we were at a, at an expo and you were at a table and, and um, you're just, you were very warm and welcoming. I thought, I gotta get him on the radio show to talk about this because as I told you before the show started, I just have not had any experiences with it other than like I say, in a classroom or something like that. And so for me, it was, as I started to look into epilepsy, uh, just what an amazing area of information and how much, you know, we don't know. I, and like you mentioned before the show, um, and we'll talk more about this during the show, but there's, there's not a direct cause yet that's been identified or determined uh, in, our, in our scientific world as to what really accounts for these seizures and the epilepsy that, we're, we, that we visit, that we uh, deal with every day. Mm -hmm. Yes, often, most, most often, there's, we can't point to a specific cause. It can be genetic for some people. Mm -hmm. It can be hereditary and passed down from parents. Um, when we are able to point to a cause, usually it's from some sort of brain damage. So it could oh. be a tumor, um, could be a traumatic brain injury, maybe the brain didn't develop correctly at birth something like that. But um, like I said, most often it comes out of the blue and we're not able to point to a reason why that happened at this point at least. Right, right. But that's one of the goals mm -hmm. It's to try to figure out what is the cause so there can be a way to try to either mitigate that or to help accommodate for that. Um, well, let's, let's talk about EFMN, the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. What are the services that you and your organization provides to our communities. Yeah. So we know the the doctors, the neurologists who work in this field are amazing. They are so smart and can cover all of those things with treatment and how to get the best seizure control. But epilepsy seizures impact so many other parts of people's lives that we want to help fill in some of those gaps, um, whether it's with someone who feels isolated because mm -hmm. of this chronic condition that makes them feel lonely. Maybe they don't want to leave the house as much and we want to provide connection. Or other people may just need information, trusted information as opposed to Googling whatever online and finding all of the, the scariest things that Google has to say. But, <laughs> you know, being that trusted right. source of information. Um, so 
doing that as well through our information services and working one-on-one with people to provide resources for them or information or questions. Um, For our youth living with epilepsy, we have special Shining Stars program to get them connected and their families connected with each other as well. Um, We have summer camps um, where we bring in medical support to make it so they're able to just have a typical summer camp experience. Mm -hmm. And um, really, we just want to provide whatever somebody may need. So it could be social events where they can connect with others, Mm -hmm. could be information so they feel like they're empowered with um, living with epilepsy and then also advocacy as well and um, talking with state legislators for um, creating a safer epilepsy community as well. We we can kind of morph to whatever somebody needs us to, to be so we can be supportive however we can. No, that's great. Um, yeah, you know, that's a good point. I, I know with um, uh, other guests I've had on show, they, they talk about this leaving the doctor's office and you go to the doctor and, and you know whatever it is a fifteen minute appointment or whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, and then once that's done, you, you leave and then you got the next twenty four hours. I mean, you're, you're living your life, and there's only so much that a doctor can do because they're focused on either treatment or mitigation mm-hmm. or you know whatever they're trying to accomplish there. But then it, it, it's your life that you guys step in and try to help them mm-hmm. make all those adjustments and. Um, I, I think that's, uh, that's such an important aspect. And um, I think, and what's interesting too about, about, about this particular condition is it can happen throughout a person's life. It's, you know, yes, it seems like it happens a lot, or it happens when, when people are younger and then also older. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a dumbbell type of a thing, but it can happen, again, like I say, things can trigger it an injury, a car accident. Uh, a fall, you know, whatever, um, and so it's so it can come on at some point in a person's life or a family's life, and it's nice to know that there's there's this organization that we have here in Minnesota. Um, and are you guys connected at all then to like a national uh, epilepsy foundation? Yeah, yeah, Epilepsy Foundation of America. Of America. Yep, and we're okay. an affiliate of them, so we have a relationship with them. And there are different groups throughout the country in different states as well. And I just want to highlight too for yes, you said it can you know come on at any point in somebody's life. Um, One kind of specialized program that we have is our newly diagnosed program uh, and kind of process to work through this diagnosis that maybe came out of nowhere for this family, for this adult, for this um, aging adult. And they, yes, they leave the doctor's office with this diagnosis and now what? And we want to kind of help step in and help um, talk with them about and what questions they have, and then set up um, scheduled out follow-ups. So we'll talk again in two weeks and two mm-hmm. weeks again to, to just make sure we're still checking in with them because um, you, you may be able to talk with your doctor again in six weeks if you're lucky or right. maybe longer than that too. Maybe they say, I'll see you in six months. And so we, we're trying to fill that kind of support gap as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy, that's just so important that um, people have a chance to – connect outside of a doctor's office, you know, to help, help support both the social side, but also, again, help partner with the medical communities on that as well. All right. I hear the music. Dan is cueing us out here. It's time for a short break, folks. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Eric Williams, Metro Regional Outreach Manager, to discuss how the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota provides education, connection, and support to people who are living with epilepsy. 
you have a question for Eric, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Eric Williams, Metro Regional Outreach Manager for the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. And he's here to discuss how they provide education, connection, and support to people who are living with epilepsy. The Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota leads the fight to overcome the challenges of living with epilepsy and to accelerate therapies to stop seizures, find cures, and save lives. Through one-on-one customized support, connect groups, social events, summer camps, trainings, and legislative advocacy efforts, the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota works to ensure that no one with epilepsy journeys alone. If you have a question for Eric, please give us a call at 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. All right, Eric, how can our listeners contact you and your organization if they have questions or want more information? Sure. So our website is efmn.org, and you can find really great information both about seizures, about epilepsy on there, but also our events that are coming up, um, how to use our donated goods program that helps support some of our business that can help pick up your used clothing that you don't wear anymore, um, and other ways that you can make a difference as well. Um, You can always reach us at 651-287-2300 or email at info at efmn.org. And we'll kind of route those those emails or calls to the right person who can help you out um, wherever you are in the state. Or, or country even, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nice thing people should know is that this is a chapter or this is the, the location for Minnesotans. So, you know, you guys are, yes, you're affiliated with a national program, the um, Epilepsy Foundation of America, mm-hmm. but this is the Minnesota chapter. And so um, all the information and the things that people are looking for for support are all the things that happen here in Minnesota. So it's, it's, a, it's a great organization. Um, let's, let's talk about, I want to make sure we don't forget here, um, the events calendar, because you guys do have some really uh, great events coming up here shortly. Um, I want you to talk about those. Sure. So first off, um, we would love to meet anybody who's listening now. Um, we're going to be at the Minnesota State Fair. We have a booth in the education building where we will be um, – providing seizure-smart education, some other giveaways and things too, but it'll just be a great chance to, to learn more, to come meet us if you have someone who's living with seizures or epilepsy in your life. Um, and if you're not aware of us or what we do, we'd love to have mm-hmm. a conversation with you there at the State Fair, um, if that makes more sense for being in person versus 
giving us a call or emailing us. Mm-hmm. Will you be there? I will be there a few days. Um, right. Our staff will be there. It's a really great opportunity for a lot of our community members to come volunteer as well. So we'll have staff, we'll have volunteers. It'll be really fun um, to, to see everybody out at the fair. Yeah, yeah. What a great chance to connect with our, the community. Um, and that's, a, that's a, a great building. I always go do there when I stop at the State mm-hmm. Fair every year, um, the education building. So uh, folks, be sure and, uh, and get out there and uh, stop by and say hi. And then you also have a, a big event coming up um, in October. Yeah, in October, um, we have our United in Epilepsy Walk. So we actually just wrapped up our regional walks throughout Minnesota. We are in Rochester, um, Duluth, Moorhead, um, and uh, throughout the state, St. Cloud, um, having regional walks to get our community together. And in October is our Twin Cities Walk. So it will be at Allianz Field in St. Paul, and it's just a really great chance to have the epilepsy community come out and support each other. So um, people make teams where they gather their friends and family, and they come up with clever team names for themselves and um, walk, and we have a program, and it's just a really fun fun way. There is some fundraising involved, but really it's our main objective is awareness Mm -hmm. and showing those who maybe are new to the community, look at how many people there are here who are all interested in supporting each other. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So that's October 8th, right? Yes. Okay. And then to register, can you register uh, online then yep. on your on website? Just on our homepage should be our, our main banner um, registering for our um, United in Epilepsy walks. Oh, right there. The yeah. first page. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just click on there, and then you can fill in your information. Yep. And, okay, great. Exactly. And then, yeah, just some smaller um, other events. We have our connect groups. So epilepsy, having seizures can be can feel really isolating, and maybe you don't know other people who live with epilepsy. And so we put a lot of effort into connect groups and having them be age-specific or kind of population-specific. So we have a specific one for Adults. Um, we have a young adult connect group. We have a teen connect group. Um, we have kind of a parents or caregivers connect group so they can um, share their stories with other people who are living that same, um, you know, our loved ones have epilepsy um, stories. And um, we even have a Spanish connect group where one of our staff members who speaks Spanish is able to lead that um, to make sure that we're, we are um, offering opportunities for lots of different groups to find support and meet other people because um, they may be going through the same thing. Maybe they are a few steps ahead of you and have tips or tricks, mm-hmm. things that they learned. Um, so you can always learn things, and sometimes it's just really powerful to just talk and have people listening who share the same vocabulary as you. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is so true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going through your calendar here online, and, and I really recommend it, folks. Uh, efmn.org, efmn.org, and they've got a tremendous amount of connect groups that you have going on here throughout the year. Yeah, and our connect groups month. are virtual, so um, yeah. you can log in from all across the state. We've even had some people who are logging across uh, in from different states as well, oh, too, because sure. it fits the time when they're open or what they found online <laughs> right. as well. Right. No, that's fantastic. Now, you guys are doing a really a great job here to reach out to the communities. That's fantastic. Uh, again, folks, if you have any interest there, uh, go to EF, 
mn.org and uh, that's the epilepsy foundation of minnesota.org all right it's time for a short break we'll be right back to continue our conversation with eric williams metro regional outreach manager for the epilepsy foundation of minnesota and the uh the efmn provides education connection and support to people who are living with epilepsy if you have a question please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or you can text us your questions at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Eric Williams. He is the Metro Regional Outreach Manager for the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. Now, the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota provides education, connection, and support to people who are living with epilepsy. Now, the foundation leads the fight to overcome the challenges of living with epilepsy and to accelerate therapies to stop seizures, find cures, and save lives. Through one-on-one customized support, connect groups, social events, summer camps, trainings, and legislative advocacy efforts, the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota works to ensure that no one with epilepsy journeys alone. Before we return to our conversation with Eric, I want to mention this radio show is brought to you in part each week by the team at Minnesota Hospice. Minnesota Hospice is an independent, locally owned medical practice serving our Twin Cities communities with comprehensive end-of-life health care. The team at Minnesota Hospice provides patients and family members with award-winning end-of-life health care services. You may not be aware that hospice brings compassionate medical, social, emotional, and spiritual services to your home with typically no cost to you or your family. Please do not wait to learn how hospice care can benefit you and your loved ones. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice. They are available to answer your questions 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their phone number is 952 898-1022. Once again, their number is 952-898-1022 or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. All right, let's return to our conversation with Eric Williams. Eric, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information? Yeah, they can uh, call 651-287-2300 or email us at info at efmn.org. You don't need any referral to do that. You can just reach out out of the blue. Um, Maybe you have a specific question. You can add that in your message. But if you just say, I just want to learn more, we'd be happy to connect with you that way as well. Fantastic. And uh, we were talking off the air, um, and then you mentioned here uh, that you don't need a referral to come to you guys. And and, and people... Um, 
can just come to you. You guys are uh, a free service to uh, customers and families mm-hmm. and people that of of uh, that have a connection with epilepsy. Um, and so, but we're also talking about the fact that you guys are really pioneering and partnering with uh, the medical community so that you know when a diagnosis is is given with epilepsy, uh, that there's a connection made right away saying here here's an amazing organization, nonprofit that can you can reach out to and they can help you. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier in the show, after that 15 minute meeting with the doctor uh, or the healthcare provider, now now what do you do? Um, and so tell us a bit about that about that relationship you have uh, with the medical community. Yeah, uh, the Minnesota is blessed with um, mm-hmm. really high quality epilepsy care. Um, we have three or four different epilepsy kind of comprehensive centers. So mm-hmm. at Mayo um, down in Rochester, but also in the Twin Cities as well, the Minnesota Epilepsy Group, um, MINSEP, which is uh, related to the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are working with partnerships with them that those doctors can say, all right, now let's take your info and we'll pass it along to um, uh, the foundation. Right. And then our team can reach out and do a care assessment and find out more about someone, what are areas that maybe you need more help in or resources that we can pass along and kind of fold you into our programs and just get you more involved. And like I said before, whether that's just information and resources or connection with others or any other things to help make you feel um, more empowered with your right. diagnosis. Right. Well, and we were talking before, it's just such a, uh, you know, a tough time when you get it's, whether your child or it's you, a loved one, family member, whomever, um, to get the diagnosis. And then you're just, you know, you probably haven't planned for this. Mm-hmm. And so just the, the fear of going, well, what's next? What do I do? How do I deal with this? And again, there's only so much the medical community can do in terms of the time with them. I mean, they're focused on diagnosing and treating mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But there's, like you say, you know, how do you live your life? And I think people... Uh, don't realize what a great resource this is because, like I say, you've got so many ways to connect with other people that are experiencing this and uh, all, all the tips and tricks and things that they've learned mm-hmm. uh, in managing um, that condition. So I, I think it's just so important people know that there is this resource um, for for people to reach out and, and connect with. Um, and you guys have several people on staff that can help a person navigate uh, through life's journey Mm-hmm. Um, with this as well, right? Right, yeah. And we, I'm the regional outreach manager here in the cities, but we have some who represent uh, the northern part of Minnesota, the western part of Minnesota, central and southern too. So we have people locally kind of oh. on the ground around Minnesota as well. So really don't just have to live in the cities to, to reach out to us. Um, we want to help however we can. And um, with those customized kind of one-on-one support, it can look so different for each person. They may have questions about um, doctors or referrals. We can say, you know, go to these clinics um, because they're uh, kind of a step up in epilepsy care. Or it could be, I'm wondering about the side effects for this medication, or I need help paying for this medication, and we can connect you with resources online for prescription assistance programs or things like that. Um, some people are really concerned. Um, can I drive? 
with epilepsy and right. yes you can but if your your seizures need to be well under control and what does it mean when i've had a seizure do what do i have to do now to still be able to drive or drive in the future as well so it can just be a lot of confusing things that it's just harder to look up yourself whereas we have talked to other people about it and know a little bit more to to hopefully help ease some of those concerns and just give you clear information that you know it might not be information that you want to hear but it's at least someone's here to help um, walk you through it or talk you through it as well. Right, right. Now, and we talked before um, that uh, this condition of epilepsy uh, can start at any time in your life. It's, it's not something that, you know, some, in some cases you're born with it, and that's more tied to a genetic or potentially an, an injury um, mm-hmm. in the womb. Um, but it's something that can, can come upon a person throughout their life. And which is why it can be kind of a surprise and the need to then be able to quickly connect with a group like yours, which can help people kind of you know, navigate through, well, what does this mean for me? And, and you know, a great example is about, what well, can I drive? And, well, the other thing that, that people have to realize is that there's so many different types of, of seizures within epilepsy. And maybe what we should do, too, for people that don't quite understand what epilepsy is, maybe do a little primer for us here on, on you know, what is epilepsy? Mm-hmm. Sure. So epilepsy is a, a neurological condition. So it's happening in the brain and that um, has recurrent seizures. So recurrent uh, will there will happen more than, than once throughout mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Um, and these seizures that are happening, there's not a specific cause for that seizure. Why mm-hmm. did it start then? Um, and so these seizure types, um, there's nearly 40 different types of seizures that someone can have, kind of all based on what part of the brain they're occurring in, how much of the brain is impacted. And so um, I think when people hear about seizures and maybe epilepsy, they're thinking about the generalized tonic-clonic seizure or grand mal seizure is maybe what more Mm -hmm. people hear. And that's what you see represented in in media and TV shows and things like that. But um, not everybody has those types of seizures, and there may be some that are really subtle, and you might never even know that it's happening when you look that person right in the face, and they say, I, I just had a seizure right now. And you'd say, really, you did? Um, or it, So it could be on the time scale of a few seconds for that person where they are maybe somewhat consciously altered or fully unconscious for those times, but they're still upright. Um, they could be moving around some without control or full awareness of where they are, or it could be those we fall on the floor unconscious mm-hmm. and convulsions and shaking as well. So they're all very different for each person. And that's one of those things that we are trying to spread awareness about because um, those who have the, the seizures that maybe aren't as severe looking, they can have just as much of a struggle in the rest of their life um, mm-hmm. with how it impacts their day-to-day living as those people who do have those different types of seizures. And so um, it just the more awareness that's out there, the better, because if you're working with your employer or family members or something and you say, my seizures look like this, and they say, oh, that's not too much of a big deal, but it's not you're not on the ground and falling at least, but it's like that's not a compassionate response and it doesn't make those people with those seizures feel supported and safe. So the more you know about how different types may be, the more supportive you can be and helpful just in the rest of their life as well. Well, I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you um, was, 
it's important that the family or the school or work kind of knows what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, let's say, a seizure happens and at whatever level of, of scale, um, is, is there things that people should be uh, aware of to, um, to help support and make a person comfortable during that time? And, and you know, do, do you call 911 or, or is it just something you, we need to kind of monitor while it passes? Can you give us some some tips on yeah. that from a just from a stand a person that's maybe a you know a coworker or a classmate? Yeah, excellent question. the The biggest thing is each each person is unique, and yeah. so the more that you're able to talk with that individual about what they need from you, the better. Um, but some kind of general words or tips, kind of, um, is stay safe inside. So stay with the person. Mm-hmm. Don't let them be by themselves. Um, and, you know, direct them away from any hazardous situations wherever mm. they may, may be. Um, so keep them safe from those sides. Maybe have a pillow under their head if they are mm. on the ground or that they're not walking out towards the street or the staircase mm. or something like that. And if they are on the ground um, and unconscious, then we want to keep them on their side as well because that helps um, prevent choking hazards or oh. breathing troubles yeah. as well. And so the more that we can just be with them um, and be educated for what to do to help them, then that makes everything a little a little bit safer. Seizures are dangerous to have, but mm-hmm. when there's well-trained people around, um, that can help mitigate a lot of the risk. Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll talk more about that in the next uh, segment here. Uh, it's time for a short break, folks. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Eric Williams, Metro Regional Outreach Manager for the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. If you have a question, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Eric Williams, Metro Regional Outreach Manager for the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. And he is passionate about the work that they're doing to help support us with people uh, that have epilepsy. Um, the EFMN provides education, connection, and support to people who are living with epilepsy, and they want to work to ensure that no one with epilepsy journeys alone. If you have a question for Eric, this is your last chance. Final segment, folks, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or you can text us at 612-999-3426. And let me check here. Oh, is there any cost to the camps? That's what a question came in. Cost for the camps or those connections? Sure. So one kind of program that we're really proud of at the foundation is our our camp programs. Our kind of marquee camp is Camp Oz. We celebrated our 40th anniversary of Camp Oz this summer um, in June. 
and it's an, a week-long overnight camp, and we bring in extra medical support with nurses and a medical director to make sure that kids and youth with epilepsy who may not feel safe or comfortable at a at a different summer camp, they can come to this camp and still rock climb <laughs> and meet horses and swim and all of those things that you think of when you go to summer camp, but do it with the kind of background support where they can just have fun. We'll take care of the medical side too. And Camp Oz um, actually recently just received a really big gift um, to endowment kind of to make sure it continues into the future. So we're so thrilled about that. And then we also have a day camp to kind of prep kids for coming and growing up to get ready to come to overnight camp and a family camp as well for for families to come who their youth maybe have more mobility challenges or cognitive challenges or behavior things to, to make sure that we're not excluding anybody who wants to come to camp. Um, we've got options for everybody, and it's just so fun to to see kids do those fun adventures that maybe they thought wasn't possible for them. And we're like, of course you can rock climb. Why wouldn't you be able to? And so just to see their faces and being able to show off to their parents or friends, like, look at what I did. It's so right. cool. Boy, that is so important to empower people and empower kids that uh, are dealing with epilepsy. Um, now, is, is Camp Oz, is that a, a dedicated location? Yeah, Camp Oz, um, we partner with YMCA, and so oh. and Camp St. Croix in Hudson is where Camp Oz takes place, and our day camps and family camp takes place in um, YMCA Camp Christmas Tree in Mound, so they're local, and um, there are small fees for that, but we have financial support. Um, and if someone requests it, we say, yep, you got it. They don't need to <laughs> explain why they need it or why right. they're asking. And we just, um, that's one of those things. Uh, the gifts from donors um, make it possible for us to to make sure that there are no no barriers for someone to come to camp. We just want kids to be there. Right, right. Oh, that's just that's just so great to hear. Um, and, and it's also great to hear that uh, that someone made uh, an anonymous person made uh, a significant gift to keep this program going. Yeah, five wow. million dollars. We wow. we couldn't believe it. Wow, that is uh, fantastic. Well, uh, you know, bless that person for doing it. Um, it is just it's so important for people to connect. I, I just we talked about this off the air how we've gone through this lockdown period, and it just it kind of almost conditioned people to just isolate and. That is not how we are designed. <laughs> we need to be social. We need to be connected, um, especially. And it's great to see that you guys are making such an effort to get people together that you know have a similar condition and and uh, just all the tips and tricks and that you had talked about um, of, of managing and dealing with that condition um, for families. Um, I know we don't have much time left here, but um, I want to mention that you had talked off the air about one of the people you had mentioned about what was his perception of people helping him uh, go through a seizure. Tell us briefly about what his thoughts were on that. (laughs) Yeah, so we talked about kind of some first aid steps for for seizures, and it's natural for bystanders to think, what do we do, and maybe scramble a little bit, and 911 should be the first call, but, you know, not every seizure is a medical emergency. Um, If it looks like what their typical seizures look like. If it lasts for that same normal amount of time for that person, um, they may not need um, medical assistance and they may even get there well after this person is recovered and right. the seizure is gone already. But this this individual, um, and this kind of can impact a lot of people of not wanting to leave the house because they're worried what people are going to do oh. if they have a seizure out in public. And sure. 
they'll call 911 and then they have to talk to those people and say, no, I don't need a ride. I'm fine. But then it's kind of gets all jumbled up. So they would much rather have their seizures at home because they can control that environment. And so it's, it's a little scarier to be out in the world. Um, yeah. So that's one of those things that we try and combat with information of the more everybody knows, the more people may be able to keep a level head and calm and, you know, really decide, is, is this what's needed here? What might this person need from me right now? And not overreact to, to right. their potential seizure. Right. And that's tough, though, because you, you have strangers. They're not trained. They don't right. know what your particular situation is. So it's a, that's a tough thing to, to have to <laughs> try to coordinate. Um, um, what, are, what are things you wish people knew more about uh, your services and your your areas. Yeah, um, so we we started talking about camps in this this segment, and camps are they're easy to talk about. They're mm-hmm. they're marketable. You can see those pictures, um, but just because you see something about Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota and talking about camps, um, we help adults too. We help right. aging adults. Um, we we want to meet people who have epilepsy and talk to you and figure out how we can help. Um, so you may hear about us through different things and oh, that doesn't apply to me. They're only a camping program. We're, we're not only a camping right. program. We're not, we don't only work with adults. We can help families too. And um, anybody who's impacted by seizures and that can be employers. They have an employee who has epilepsy. It can be mm-hmm. principals and school nurses um, and those wherever someone who has epilepsy right. coaches. We can help them coaches uh, of sports teams right. exactly right well i, I want to keep referring people back to your website um maybe let us know again if people have more questions or want more information how can they get that taken care of yeah so our website is really easy to get to efmn.org and if you want to reach out by phone 651-287-2300 and by email is info at efmn.org. And we can direct you to the right person in our organization. It may be me, maybe someone um, up in northern Minnesota or southern Minnesota, wherever you are, um, we'll, we'll reach out to, to get in contact. All right. Eric's been great to have you here. This has been absolutely fantastic. I've learned a lot. I appreciate that. All right. We're nearing the end of the show, folks. I want to thank Eric Williams, Metro Regional Outreach Manager for the Epilepsy Foundation of Minnesota. And they provide education, connection, and support to people who are living with epilepsy. Um, We want to just encourage you to go to efmn.org to learn more about epilepsy. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation. You can reach us anytime by voice or text at 612-999-3426. Join us again next Saturday at noon for another broadcast. And thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. Until next time, please choose to live well. Hey.